Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles, Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you will see the link to read A-C-I-M-O-E that will give you the text and workbook and manual of the course. Okay, on that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email called Mailing List Sign-Up, and that email is sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, and it contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading in Chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, with Section 9, The Holy Instant and Real Relationship. At the top of the hour, we'll pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, today's lesson being 173, um, with the uh, central thought of this review section being God is but love and therefore so am I. <clears throat> we will review Lessons 155. I will step back and let him lead the way. And Lesson 156, I walk with God in perfect holiness. Aspects of that central thought, God is but love, and therefore so am I. Pardon me. That's amazing what a week off will do. <laughs> Let's see. At this point, I get to do my favorite thing. Um, Laurie, uh, do you have a poetic opening for this call this morning? Well, as it happens, I do. I really was so happy to receive this in my email because I subscribed to something called Transform, uh, which is like a blog from Marianne Williamson. And here's an excerpt from today. Today's idea is my work for God is effortless. The ego struggles, but spirit creates, and with effortlessness and joy. I rise above the burden of work as I give what I do to God. It doesn't feel like work to work for love. Angels push me from behind today and guide my thoughts and actions. I relax into the flow of love, allowing myself to float upon the waves of a cosmic sea. I surrender to the experience of easy accomplishment and joy. God, I surrender to you my worldly efforts. May I know not tension but joy as I am carried by the flow of love. Amen. 
Thank you, Lori. Beautiful. Thank you. I like it. It was gorgeous. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. It's perfect for the day, yeah. Thank you. Okay, friends, what I who I what I have for a reading list so far, I have Lori, Fran, uh, Judy and Karen. And with us in listening I have Robin Marie. Is there anyone else who's joined us who would like to join the reading list or to say good morning? Oh, good morning. Good morning. It's Lana. Good morning, everyone. And um, I can read today. Great. Thanks, Lana. Good morning. This is Ida. I'm listening. Thank you. Welcome, Ida. And I'm hopping on the reading list. Thanks. All right. Well, that sure changed. <laughs> Happy to scribble over my L's and turn them to R's. Okay, well, I'll get us started then with uh, paragraph 79 and chapter 15, The Purpose of Time. Section 9, The Holy Instant and Real Relationship. The holy instant does not replace the need for learning, for the Holy Spirit must not leave you as your teacher until the holy instant has extended far beyond time. For a teaching assignment such as his, he must use everything in this world for your relief. He must, sign, he must side with every sign or token of your willingness to learn of him what the truth must be. He is swift to utilize whatever you offer him on behalf of this. His concern and care for you are limitless. In the face of your fear of forgiveness, which he perceives as clearly as he knows forgiveness is released, he will teach you to remember that forgiveness is not lost, but your salvation. And in and that, in complete forgiveness, in which you recognize there is nothing to forgive, you are absolved completely. Lori. Uh, chapter 15, The Purpose of Time, Section 9, The Holy Instant and Real Relationships. 79. The Holy Instant does not replace the need for learning. For the Holy Spirit must not leave you as your teacher until the Holy Instant has extended far beyond time. For a teaching assignment such as his, he must use everything in this world for your release. He must side with every sign or token of your willingness to learn of him what the truth must be. He is swift to utilize whatever you offer him on behalf of this. His concern and care for you are limitless. In the face of your fear of forgiveness, which he perceives as clearly as he knows forgiveness is released, 
It'll teach you to remember that forgiveness is not loss, but your salvation. And that in complete forgiveness, in which you recognize that there is nothing to forgive, you are absolved completely. 80. Hear him gladly and learn of him that you have need of no special relationships at all. You but seek in them what you have thrown away, and through them you will never learn the value of what you have cast aside, but what you still desire with all your heart. Let us join together in making the holy instant all that there is by desiring that it be all that there is. God's Son has such great need of your willingness to strive for this that you cannot conceive of needs so great. Behold, the only need that God and His Son share and will to meet together, you are not alone in this. The will of your creations calls you to share your will with them. Turn, then, in peace from guilt to God and them. Thank you, Lori. And Bren. 80. Hear him gladly, and learn of him that you have need of no special relationships at all. You but seek in them what you have thrown away, and through them you will never learn the value of what you have cast aside, but what you still desire with all your hearts. Let us join together in making the holy instant all that there is by desiring that it be all that there is. God's Son has such great need of your willingness to strive for this that you cannot conceive of needs so great. Behold the only need that God and His Son share and will to meet together. You are not alone in this. The will of your creation calls to you to share your will with them. Turn then in peace from guilt to God and them. 81. Relate only with what will never leave you and what you can never leave. The loneliness of God's Son is the loneliness of His Father. Refuse not the awareness of your completion and seek not to restore it to yourselves. Fear not to give redemption over to your Redeemer's love. He will not fail you, for He comes from one who cannot fail. Accept your sense of failure as nothing more than a mistake in who you are. For the Holy Ghost Host, for the holy host of God is beyond failure, and nothing that he wills can be denied. You are forever in a relationship so holy that it calls to everyone to escape from loneliness and join you in your love. And where you are, must everyone seek and find you there. Thank you, Bren and Judy. Yes, thank you, Lemoyne. Relate only with what you will. Relate only with what will never leave you, and what you can never leave. The loneliness of God's Son is the loneliness of His Father. Refuse not the awareness of your completion and seek not to restore it to yourselves. Fear not to give redemption over to 
your Redeemer's love. He will not fail you, for he comes from one who cannot fail. Accept your sense of failure as nothing more than a mistake in who you are, for the holy host of God is beyond failure, and nothing that he wills can be denied. You are forever in a relationship so holy that it calls to everyone to escape from loneliness and join you in your love. And where you are must everyone seek and find you there. So beautiful. Think but an instant on this. God gave the sonship to us to ensure our perfect creation. This was his gift. For as he withheld himself not from us, he withheld not his creation. Nothing that ever was created but is ours. Our relationships are with the universe. And this universe, being of God, is, the, is beyond the petty sum of all the separate bodies we perceive. For all its parts are joined in God through Christ, where they become like to their Father. For Christ knows of no separation from his Father, who is his one relationship in which he gives as his father gives to him. Awesome. Thank you, Judy. And Robin Marie. ADQ. Think but an instant on this. God gave the sonship to you to ensure your perfect creation. This was his gift, for as he withheld himself not from you, he withheld not his creation. Nothing that ever was created but is yours. Your relationships are with the universe, and this universe, being of God, is far beyond the petty sum of all the separate bodies you perceive, for all its parts are joined in God through Christ, where they become like to their Father. <clears throat> for Christ knows of no separation from his Father, who is his one relationship, in which he gives as his Father gives to him. 83. The Holy Spirit is God's attempt to free you of what he does not understand, and because of the source of the attempt, it will succeed. The Holy Spirit asks you to respond as God does, for he would teach you what you do not understand. God would respond to every need, whatever form it takes. And so he has kept this channel open to receive his communication to you and yours to him. God does not understand your problem in communication, for he does not share it with you. It is only you who believe that it is understandable. 
Thank you, Robin Marie and Karen. 83. The Holy Spirit is God's attempt to free you of what he does not understand. And because of the source of that attempt, it will succeed. The Holy Spirit asks you to respond as God does, for he would teach you what you do not understand. God would respond to every need, whatever form it takes. And so he has kept his, this channel open to receive his communication to you and yours to him. God does not understand your problem in communication, for he does not share it with you. It is only you who believe that it is understandable. 84. The Holy Spirit knows that it is not understandable, and yet he understands it because you have made it. In him alone lies the awareness of what God cannot know and what you do not understand. It is his holy function to accept them both, and by removing every element of disagreement, to join them into one. He will do this because it is his function. Leave then what seems to be, excuse me, leave then what seems to you to be impossible to him who knows it must be possible because it is the will of God. And let him whose teaching is only of God teach you the only meaning of relationships. For God created the only relationship which has meaning, and that is his relationship with you. Thank you, Karen. And Lana. Okay, 84. The Holy Spirit knows that it is not understandable. Whoops, okay. And yet he understands it because you have made it. In him alone lies the awareness of what God cannot know and what you do not understand. It is his holy function to accept them both. And by removing every element of disagreement to join them into one. He will do this because it is his function. Leave then what seems to you to be impossible to him who knows it must be possible because it is the will of God. And let him whose teaching is only of God teach you the only meaning of relationships. For God created the only relationship which has meaning, and that is his relationship with you. 85. As the ego would limit your perception of your brothers to the body, so would the Holy Spirit release your vision and let you see the great rays shining from them, so unlimited that they reach to God. It is this shift in vision which is accomplished in the holy instant. 
Yet it is needful for you to learn just what this shift entails so you will become willing to make it permanent. Given this willingness, it will not leave you for it is permanent. For once you have accepted it as the only perception you want, it is translated into knowledge by the part which God himself plays in the atonement, for it is the only step in it he understands. Therefore, in this, there will be no delay when you are ready for it. God is ready now, but you are not. Thank you, Lana. And is there a new reader for 85 and 86? New reader for 85 and 86? Okay, back to you, Lori. As the ego would limit your perception of your brothers to the body, so would the Holy Spirit release your vision and let you see the great rays shining from them, so unlimited that they reach to God. It is this shift in vision which is accomplished in the holy instant. Yet it is needful for you to learn just what this shift entails, so you will become willing to make it permanent. Given this willingness, it will not leave you, for it is permanent. For once you have accepted it as the only perception you want, it is translated into knowledge by the part which God himself plays in the atonement, for it is the only step in it he understands. Therefore, in this there will be no delay when you are ready for it. God is ready now, but you are not. 86. Our task is but to continue as fast as possible the necessary process of looking straight at all the interference and seeing it exactly as it is. For it is impossible to recognize as holy without gratification what you think you want. The body is the symbol of the ego as the ego is the symbol of the separation and both are nothing more than attempts to limit communication and thereby make it impossible for communication must be unlimited in order to have meaning, and deprived of meaning, it will not satisfy you completely. Yet it remains the only means by which you can establish real relationships. Thank you, Lori and friends. 86. Our task is but to continue as fast as possible the necessary process of looking straight at all the interference and seeing it exactly as it is. For it is impossible to recognize as wholly without gratification what you think you want. The body is the symbol of the ego, as the ego is the symbol of the separation. And both are nothing more than attempts to limit communication and thereby to make it impossible. For communication must be unlimited in order to have meaning and deprived of meaning, it will not satisfy you completely. Yet it remains the only means by which you can establish real relationships. 87. 
Real relationships have no limits, having been established by God. In the holy instant, where the great rays replace the body in awareness, the recognition of relationships without limits is given you. But to see this, it is necessary to give up every use the ego has for the body and to accept the fact that the ego has no purpose you would share with it. For the ego would limit everyone to a body for its purposes. And while you think it has a purpose, you will choose to utilize the means by which it tries to turn its purpose into accomplishment. This will never be accomplished. Yet you have surely recognized that the ego, whose goals are altogether unattainable, will strive for them with all its might and will do go so with the strength which you have given it. Thank you, Brent and Judy. Thank you, Lemoyne. Real relationships have no limits. Real relationships have no limits. Having been established by God. In the holy instant where the great rays replace the body in awareness, the recognition of relationships without limits is given you. But to see this, it is necessary to give up every use the ego has for the body and to accept the fact that the ego has no purpose that you would share with it. For the ego would limit everyone to a body for its purposes. And while you think it has a purpose, you will choose to utilize the means by which it tries to turn its purpose into accomplishment. This will never be accomplished. Yet, you have surely recognized that the ego, whose goals are altogether unattainable, will strive for them with all its might and will do so with the strength which you have given it. It is impossible to divide your strength between heaven and hell God and the ego, and release your power unto creation, which is the only purpose for which it was given you. Love would always give increase. Love would always give increase. Limits are demanded by the ego, representing its demands to make little and ineffectual. Limit your vision of a brother to his body, which you will do as long as you would not release him from it. And you have denied his gift to you. His body cannot give it, and seek it not through yours. Yet your minds are always continuous, and their union need only be accepted. And the loneliness in heaven is gone. Uh, thank you, Judy. And Robin Marie. Eighty-eight. <clears throat> it is impossible to divide your strength between heaven and hell. God and the ego, and release your power unto creation, which is the only purpose 
purpose for which it was given you. Love would always give increase. Limits are demanded by the ego, representing its demand to make little and ineffectual. Limit your vision of a brother to his body, which you will do as long as you would not release him from it, and you have denied his gift to you. His body cannot give it, and seek it not through yours. Yet your minds are already continuous, and their union need only be accepted, and the loneliness in heaven is gone. 89. If you would but let the Holy Spirit tell you of the love of God for you, and the need your creations have to be with you forever, you would experience the attraction of the eternal. No one can hear him speak of this and long remain willing to linger here. For it is your will to be in heaven where you are complete and quiet in such sure and loving relationships that any limit is impossible. Would you not exchange your little relationships for this? For the body is little and limited, and only those whom you would see without the limits the ego would impose on them can offer you the gift of freedom. Thank you, Robin Murray. And Karen? 89. If you would but let the Holy Spirit tell you of the love of God for you and the need your creations have to be with you forever, you would experience the attraction of the eternal. No one can hear him speak of this and long remain willing to linger here. For it is your will to be in heaven where you are complete and quiet in such sure and loving relationships that any limit is impossible. Would you not exchange your little relationships for this? For the body is little and limited, and only those whom you would see without the limits the ego would impose on them can offer you the gift of freedom. 90. You have no conception of the limits you have placed on your perception, and no idea of all the loveliness that you could see. But this you must remember. The attraction of guilt opposes the attraction of God. His attraction for you remains unlimited, but because your power, being his, is as great as his, you can turn away from love. What you invest in guilt, you withdraw from God, and your sight grows weak and dim and limited, for you have attempted to separate the Father and the Son, the Father from the Son, and limit their communication. Seek not atonement in further separation, and limit not your vision of God's Son to what interferes with his release and what the Holy Spirit must undo to set him free. For his belief in limits has imprisoned him. Thank you, Karen. 
and Lana. I'm sorry, Lemoyne, I need to pass. Okay. Um, let me ask, is there a new reader for 90 and 91? This is Sandra, I can read. Please do, thank you. Okay. Um, one second, I just have to get my glasses because I can't see anything anymore without them. <laughs> Oop. You have no conception of the limits you have placed on your perception and no idea of all the loveliness that you could see. But this you must remember. The attraction of guilt opposes the attraction of God. His attraction for, your, for you remains unlimited. But because your power, being his, is as great as his, you can turn away from love. What you invest in guilt, you withdraw from God. And your sight grows weak and dim and limited, for you have attempted to separate the Father from the Son and limit their communication. Seek not atonement in further separation and limit not your vision of God's Son to what interferes with his release and what the Holy Spirit must undo to set him free. For his belief in limits has imprisoned him. When the body ceases to attract you and when you place no value on it as a means for getting anything, then there will be no interference in communication and your thoughts will be as free as God's. As you let the Holy Spirit teach you how to use the body only for purposes of communication, and renounce its use for separation and attack, which the ego sees in it, you will learn you have no need of a body at all. In the holy instant, there are no bodies, and you experience only the attraction of God. Accepting it as undivided, you join him wholly in an instant, for you would place no limits on your union with him. The reality of this relationship becomes the only truth that you could ever want. All truth is here. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. And is there another new reader to conclude with 91? Another new reader to conclude with 91? I would love... I, may I? Please? Well, that, my next question was, any volunteers who would like to conclude with 91? So please go ahead. Thank you, Lemoyne. When the body ceases to attract you, and when you place no value on it as a means for getting anything, then there will be no interference 
in communication, and your thoughts will be as free as God's. As you let the Holy Spirit teach you how to use the body only for purposes of communication and renounce its use for separation and attack, which the ego sees in it, you will learn you have no need of a body at all. In the holy instant, there are no bodies, and you experience only the attraction of God, accepting it as undivided. You join him wholly in an instant. For you would place no limits on your union with him. The reality of this relationship becomes the only truth that you could ever want. All truth is here. Amen. Thank you, Judy. And, uh, yeah, I just have to ask, anyone else want to read 91 before we move on to the lesson? Okay, well, um, <laughs> I, I will read it. When the body ceases to attract you and when you place no value on it as a means for getting anything, then there will be no interference in communication and your thoughts will be as free as God's. As you let the Holy Spirit teach you how to use the body only for purposes of communication <clears throat> and renounce its use for separation and attack, which the ego sees in it, you will learn you have no need of a body at all. In the holy instant, there are no bodies, and you experience only the attraction of God. Accepting it as undivided, you join him wholly in an instant. For you would place no limits on your union with him. <clears throat> the reality of this relationship becomes the only truth that you could ever want. All truth is here. Well, I thank everyone who's here reading or listening now or in the future. And uh, I turn to you now, friend. Uh, please lead us in uh, Lesson 173. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are still in the first part of the workbook, and we are on one Lesson 173, and we, we, uh, we're doing Review 5. 
And what we're going to do is review Lesson 155. I will step back and let him lead the way. And Lesson 156, I walk with God in perfect holiness. So I shall read some from the introduction, and then we'll do our five-minute practice on the lessons. This is the thought which should precede the thoughts that we review. Each one that clarifies some aspect of this thought or helps it be more meaningful, more personal, and true, and more descriptive of the holy self we share and now prepare to know again. God is but love, and therefore so am I. This self alone knows love. This self alone is perfectly consistent in its thoughts, knows its creator, understands itself, is perfect in its knowledge and its love, and never changes from its constant state of union with its Father and itself. And it is this that waits to meet us at the journey's end. Every step we take brings us a little nearer. This review will shorten time immeasurably if we keep in mind that this remains our goal. And as we practice it, it is this to which we are approaching. Let us raise our hearts from dust to life as we remember this is promised us, and that this course was sent to open up the path of light to us and teach us step by step how to return to the eternal self we thought we lost. I take the journey with you. Now we'll do our five-minute practice on the lesson. Lesson 173, God is but love, and therefore so am I. I will step back and let him lead the way. God is but love, and therefore so am I. I walk with God in perfect holiness. God is but love, and therefore so am I.
Lesson 173. God is but love, and therefore so am I. I will step back and let him lead the way. God is but love, and therefore so am I. I walk with God in perfect holiness. God is but love, and therefore so am I. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fran. Oh, thank you, Fran. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Fran. Good morning, this is Sandra. Fran, did you want to say something? Oh, no, go ahead. I'm fine. Okay. Um, you know, th- this is such incredible mind training because my mind was trained, and I call it programming, uh, was programmed to think awful things about myself, um, that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't worthy, that there was something wrong with me, that I couldn't do anything right. So, which many of us, have had <laughs> um, so I'm not I'm not special in that um, but this is this is saying that was a mistake the truth of you is is that you are loved just like God God is loved and so am I the truth of me is I walk with God in perfect holiness so then I have to ask myself do I believe that <laughs> and for years that's where the application comes in. For years, as I studied this course, I didn't believe that. But in the beginning, in the introduction of the Course in Miracles, it says, um, you know, you may not believe this, you may not agree with it, but I'm asking you to please just apply it and see if it can work. So I did. And I kept, and, and for me, it was about repetition because. You know, I would question and and then repeat because for me, I thought things were supposed to look a certain way. And if they didn't, I thought there was something wrong. Um, I probably took it personally. I started judging. And so hence, here comes the, the next lesson telling me exactly what I need to do in that situation, which is to step back and let God lead the way. Let these truths lead the way, not how I think it's supposed to be. These truths are that I walk with God in perfect holiness. These truths are that God is love and therefore so am I. And the instruction for me is to step back and believe that that's true. (laughs) So when I get myself into a pickle, I can remind myself to step back and let God lead the way. And I can also remind myself that I walk with God in perfect holiness. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad it feels, I walk with God in perfect holiness. That's the truth. And I'll say it over, and and then I have to ask myself, do I really want this? Yes, I do. I want it with all my heart and soul in my life. I wouldn't even have a life. Sorry for the background noise. But I wouldn't even have a life if it wasn't for the Course in Miracles because... I could not live in this world without the Course in Miracles. I, I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't be able to survive it. So I'm just so grateful to have this. I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, oh, that Sandra. Was... <laughs> totally. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't be able to live without it either. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandra. Yeah, I don't know how anybody lives without it. <laughs> I must be really sound asleep. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Sandra. I was thinking when I first started practicing this, um, I walked with God in perfect holiness, that I didn't feel holy at all. And um, just exactly as you shared, Sandra, um, it was the practicing of these lessons that cleared cleared the cobwebs um, from my perception, how I perceived myself and and how I perceived others. And, and one of the more um, helpful lessons was that my, my mind is holy because I share my mind with God, and, and that's not exactly the way the lesson states it, but um, that my mind is very holy because I share it with God. And my holiness envelops everything I see. I think practicing that lesson, I had my, my first... Um, experience of direct and pure perception. I felt as though I was looking at at everything through God's eyes, and and I felt that holiness. But it was just a glimpse, a glimmer, and um, it was through sustaining the practice and um, with earnestness and honesty. You know, this um, that I want to see, that I really want to see things differently. I want to see the way that God sees. And that, um, what does it speak of in the text? That, um, you know, giving, giving up the idea that we are bodies, that we are not what we say or what we do, um, and that we should not be judged by it because it's a, it's a false appraisal of who and what we are because we are purely mind and, and, and pure consciousness, pure awareness in the totality of God's awareness, that we can share everything as an idea in his whole creation. The sharing of ideas with ideas is in our oneness is, is one of the most mind-expanding ideas um, that the Course speaks of, that our minds are the loveliest of God's creation and that we share a mind with God. I love the way that, that it talks in the text of... of um, that my power is God's power. It's, it's like, it's similar, and that he will not trump my desire to be a body. You know, I mean, it's sure we got bodies, but we don't have to resign ourselves to the limitations of the body. And, and, and thereby, there, therefore, go beyond it and transcend it in our awareness of it, which is to me, makes, you know, the bodily experience, you know, for good or bad, I mean, there's a whole lot of good going on in the experience of the being in the body, the senses and um, the sights, the sounds, the, the feelings, the tastes, the touches. I've tried to imagine what it would be like to be without the body. And, you know, there's a lot to be said for it. Um, but... Um, that I will step back and let him lead the way. I think um, that 
letting go of what I think I know, letting go of judging things as I see them through the body's eyes, through the limited perception of the body, the limited perceptions of the body. Um, it's what I, I desire to give up in, in order to have pure and direct perception and the experience of being in the, the wholeness and the oneness. And, um, you know, that my senses do not divide me from the world. They inform me of the world and they touch the world. The world touches me. I smell the world and the world bestows its fragrances upon me in the same way that everything that I see. Um, seeing is, is, there's no division in seeing. There's, you know, just seeing, and there's just hearing, and there's just tasting. There's no division in any of those senses. It's only by our mind that we divide the seer from the seeing. There's only seeing. And if, if, if you can understand what I'm trying to share, in, in that understanding that's come to me, then you'll see where there's absolutely no division in any of God's creation. There's just seeing, tasting, touching, smelling, feeling, and it's all united in the totality of one experience. Amen. Kids, have a joyful day, second day of summer. I am complete. It's beautiful, Judy. Thank you. Thank you, Judy.
Oh. I'd like to, to look back at the text a little bit. It's all right. The, um, you know, how perception separates and divides according to the unstable scales of desire, as the text so beautifully states, um, separating things into likes and dislikes, preferences, judgments, um, for and against, attack and defend, um, that the um, real relationship is in our relationship with God. And um, I just love it in paragraph 80 where it says we have no need of special relationships at all. Um, That idea that God looks at everything as the same because he's in every part of it as he is in the whole of it and that all our relationships are total commitments to the God that is in every part of it, you know, and that to judge any of it is to judge God. And, you know, these these ideas have rocked and rolled in my head until they sort of coalesced into the simplicity of the oneness, you know, that that the undoing of the, the knowledge, quote-unquote knowledge of the world, all the learning, um, it's beautiful and, and, and has its place and in, in function in the world it, that we don't disregard it, but we, we, we um, let it go in order to see what's beyond the limited mind that defines and labels things. And our holy relationship is, is in that, beyond the mind, beyond the body. And um, it's, it's just that word beyond is, <laughs> you know, what's the word beyond mean? You know, it's like, it's, it's out of limits. And that's what limitlessness is. It's out of limits. There's no limit to it. It can't be defined or limited to, 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 to anything. But um, this idea of relate only what will never leave me and that God is always with me. And I can't go anywhere to get away from him because he is everywhere and in everything. And um, so I can never leave him. <laughs> I just love that. There's no getting out of it. <laughs> and refuse this, this, refuse not my awareness of my completion and seek not to restore it to myself. I can't do that. And this is something that I've come very clearly to understand, that all correction is of God, all healing is of God, and what I need to be corrected from is human perception, limited perception, understanding the limit, limited nature of the human mind and the way that it teaches itself, the way that we're conditioned to learn, of which um, Sandra spoke a little of, the um, idea that we grow up in, in a culture and society that is, is you know, a warmongering and... Um, get until there's nothing left to get, consumerism. You know, the, the world that is so insane and, and um, it's, it's, it's not even seeing its own insanity or admitting it or claiming it. Um, and that we can't ask God to enter here is, is um, something the text speaks of today. You know, that we, 
we in our madness that God gave us the Holy Spirit as an answer, that we can simply, by being still, be restored to sanity, simply by being still and for one holy instant, be restored to our total and complete communion with the sole creator of the entire universes of universes. And this is just, this is too too magnificent to to even comprehend. It's beyond comprehension. I love paragraphs 82 and 83 where he gave, he gave everything to us all to ensure our perfection, that our perfection is, is always already and always forever, that we can't change it, distort it. We can only misinterpret it, misperceive it, and that's our problem, the problem in misperceiving mis- in misperceiving our own um, self-theory. Our theory of ourself is something something that we made. And we can't even judge that, you know. That, that would be it judging itself, which is totally ridiculous. <laughs> I made this up. Now I'm going to let my image of myself judge myself. It's like, really, Jude? I mean, that's really crazy. So... Um, there's just so much going on in the text today. But that the Holy Spirit's always with me, and he, he, he doesn't understand. He tells me I don't have to understand this insanity. The ego wants to analyze it and, and inventory it and, you know, try to improve it. And we can't improve upon the ego. It's just, it's, a, it's, it's the show. That's insane. And, you know, to, to improve upon the show, we have to totally erase it so we can just shine, shine it in the pure, clean, great light that's streaming right through us, straight from God. So it's impossible for me to divide myself, um, you know, between heaven and hell. It really jumps out at me. Um, we can't serve two masters. I can't, you know, i got to loosen my grip on the world's grip that it has on me, you know. How much influence does the world have over me? I remember thinking alcohol and drugs had a lot of influence over me. And I recognized when I gave them up how, how little they actually had. It was just something that I believed, these false beliefs to give up world really has no influence over me either anymore. So limits on love. The body would limit love. Oh boy, oh boy. I suppose I've gone on long enough. I just want to repeat these things out loud again and again and again until it's all I can hear, hear and see and feel and touch and taste and it's my complete and total one experience. So I'll stop there. My lawnmower's going. <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you, Judy. No, thanks thank for the you, ramble, Judy. Judy. It's a long piece of text. I didn't even get through half of it. <laughs> Maybe
maybe on the after call, huh, guys? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is Sandra. I appreciate you, um, you know, sharing that the ego wants to, you know, kind of dissect and it just want the ego just wants to know, <laughs> wants to know the answer. And what I'm, what I've found, <laughs> and I swear, I used to cry when I was in the depths of depression. <laughs> I used to cry to God. I used to scream at God and say, "Would you just let me know something?" And and I, at the time I wasn't using the words Holy Spirit, but I feel that when I used the words God, it was it was the Holy Spirit said, "No, I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> you have to learn to trust and trust me, and therefore you've got to be in the unknown." And that's where we all are, actually, in this world right now. Nobody really knows what's going on. Um, we might think we do, but we really don't. The only thing that I can hold on to is that God's got a plan and there is a design and uh, we're part of it and um, we can either get through this gracefully and, I, and I'm and i much more graceful with the Course in Miracles or we can get through it, you know, awkwardly and bumpily, and, which I also do, but thank God for the Course in Miracles because at least it brings some grace into my life. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. That's what I love about Thank the you. course. It really gives us practical instructions on how to to um, reestablish our, our, our separation from God, giving us the understanding of how the Holy Spirit works with us and through us, for us and how we can use the holy instant, how it's necessary to relinquish judgment and and forgive ourselves, not hold anything against ourselves or anybody else. You know, that gift of freedom, this freedom that um, the text speaks of today, this, you know, the freedom of release from guilt is the freedom from judging anybody. You know, that's that one line that speaks of complete, Forgiveness. Where is it? Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, boy, this is a long reading today. Oh, where we in that complete forgiveness, in which you recognize that there is nothing to forgive, you are absolved completely. That's at the point. That's where was the point at which I recognized that everything was truly innocent, that that there was no guilt in the world that unless I laid the guilt upon it, unless I judged it, accused it, judged it, and and condemned it. And then I, 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 I more consistently used the Holy Spirit as the prosecuting attorney. And he would say, dismiss the case, dismiss the charges, Dismiss the charges. Dismiss the charges. <laughs> but you could never have done that. That's why I say I recognize so wholly and clearly, completely today that Jude doesn't do any of this. That um, 
It speaks of this in the text, too. We just got to turn it over, absolutely, unequivocally, and without any opposition. There's only the love of God. I don't know what that is. There's only one truth. I don't know what that is. There's only one will of God, and I don't, I may think I know, and that's what the ego does. It thinks it knows. It's all about Jude not thinking at all. <laughs> I best be quiet so someone else makes you. I am complete. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Judy. This is Yogi Chris. Just wanted to announce that I'm listening and letting him lead the way. Welcome, Chris. Uh, this is Lemoyne, and uh, <laughs> uh, right there. Uh, there it is. Okay, I've tried to emphasize the chapter title, um, recognizing that <laughs> this whole chapter is primarily. That's a, a lot about the holy instant, right? But it's called the purpose of time. <laughs> so I, I found it helpful this morning to go back to where this chapter starts, which asks a question. Can you imagine what it means to have no cares, no worries, no anxieties? but merely to be perfectly calm and quiet all the time? And the answer is, yet that is what time is for, to learn just that and nothing more. And God's teacher, Holy Spirit, cannot be satisfied with his teaching until it constitutes all of your learning. And... uh, you know, I, I get what you, uh, I lost the section. I get what you, the point you make, Judy, that, or I, maybe it was Sandra, uh, I, that the ego, the ego too wants to know. But um, it, its focus is not unity, but separation. So, I, uh, you know, between the instruction that is in 86, our task is but to continue as fast as possible the necessary process of looking straight at all the interference and seeing it exactly as it is. There's interference. <laughs> you know, interference with this, this goal of being... You know, perfectly calm and having no worries, no cares, no anxiety. 
And, uh, you know, this is the the primary difference between the two teachers, right? The one that is concerned only with the individual and the other which is which is concerned with the individual and knows knows the weird stuff we get up to, but his primary concern is delivering us into the peace of God or the holy instant. Um, and so, you know, for me, the this thing of uh, seeing it exactly as it is is echoed near the end in the instruction, seek not atonement in further separation. And, uh, you know, I... I get that, you know, the attraction of guilt and judgment is is to know to some degree. Just I did that way and know it, but it opposes the attraction of God, which is contains the which is this pull towards a true knowing that's eternal and outside of time and specific and uh there is a you know, I get that the scales of desire can be very unstable, but this is about the thing of aligning the will is to want, I believe, the key thing is to examine what we really want, right? I mean, that's where it, where it ends. You know, the reality of the relationship that is eternal becomes the only truth that you could ever want because all truth therefore all knowledge and from knowledge understanding all that is here in that acceptance that it really is undivided despite the way it appears to my right and my left eye trying to put it together into a uh, a single picture out of all the little bits. And it's like if there's the unifying reality that's there, it can't be discovered in the particulars. But it can be known in what we actually share, which is life, which... You know, to me, anymore, only makes sense as having meaning as the as the extension of being and spirit into form and matter. And uh, so, I mean, the attraction of guilt and specifics and judgment opposes the attraction of. God, which is that unifying being behind 
all of, all of this passion play, all of our uh, mad strutting on the stage, <laughs> as Shakespeare said. Um, I, you know, I get that uh, you know, he, he uses the body when the body ceases to attract you and when you place no value on it as a means for getting anything. Um, I see that as, as actually not, he's not picking just particularly on our bodies, but on the whole, the whole attempt to find meaning in, you know, the bits of glass or chunks of wood or what have you, the, the form. The meaning is there, but it's not a meaning that <clears throat> can be found. In a, I don't believe it's a meaning that can be found in any particular thing, um, except as it gives us an understanding of unity, which is... Um, and and being which is invisible <laughs> and yet it is what lives so uh, this is the thing of looking beyond so we might go beyond and uh, yeah I, I just felt the need to bring back that goal and place that here as uh as what all this talk about the holy relationship or the holy instant and holy relationship later or this is this is kind of a step beyond the holy instant to recognize it is the holy relationship uh that that that's that the, the real goal is is peace peace of mind and uh it's um it can be seen in the particulars, but it can't really be found in any particular particular except as we look at it and finally go, I've just been doing this backwards. Anyway, <laughs> seek not atonement and further separation. I needed that this morning. Thanks, y'all. I'm complete. Thank you, Lemoyne. I enjoyed every bit of that. Me too. Thank you, Lemoyne. Yeah, me too. Thank you, Lorraine. So glad for you to bring back the purpose of time as being what the chapter's about, that um, all the means that God gives us for restoring ourselves to him, our minds to him, our spirit, our heart, spirit, mind, soul, bodies, everything um, that I can't see alone. I, in order, in order to see with Him, I have to be in the present moment. It has to be a present acknowledgement. Until it's such a habit, then I that I need not even think about it anymore. 
but it still needs it's still something that I need to acknowledge and be aware of. Um, there I go, there I grow. Thank you. Well, thank you, Judy, for making the point that it's found in the present. <laughs> that the the escape from time isn't up somewhere else, but just in the present. If Fighter were here, she'd say the present is a present. Oh, dear. Hi, you guys. This is Lori. And uh, what a beautiful section this is today. And the the lesson is so perfect uh, for this section on holy instant real relationships. God is but love, and therefore so am I. I, I was... Um, well, here's here's an example of my day, a typical day. I'm sure it's like your typical day. You get up, you spend time with God. Things happen. You go to bed at night, you're pretty thankful. Well, before I go to bed at night, I'm pretty thankful. This thing about insomnia, so I always like to watch something uh, really quiet before I go to sleep. And lately, we've been watching... Um, Critter fixers. <laughs> um, show about some veterinarians and the people who bring their animals. But anyway, um, you know, watching this, you can get kind of judgy. You know, your mind can get kind of judgy as you watch this, if if that's where your thoughts go. Uh, but the other night, I was watching critter fixers, and I had the most uh, unusual. Unusual is a way to say it. Experience of uh, one of the women on the show who brought her dog. And I had this profound desire to know this lady. I, I mean, what? Here she is, a person on the television set. And I, I thought, wow, that's that's pretty cool. But I've still been thinking about how it lifted my heart. Uh, to feel that wellspring, um, even with a television character, and um, and as I, I, I'm glad I had that experience because when I when I did the reading today, um, so many marvelous thoughts came, um, and I could talk about you know my part is to. Uh, remove the little interferences and um, ask Holy Spirit what there is to be seen here and what there is to know. Uh, but mostly today I'm glad that the Holy Spirit will not leave me as my teacher. As he says in this first paragraph, until, until all that Holy Spirit sees and knows is translated into my experience of life. 
what can be had in every moment. And as I, as I read this today, I thought, you know, how often, again, in a typical day, do I think of all the people I've loved and lost as if they've gone somewhere else? But this morning I thought about that and I thought, you know, there is no other place, there is no other time. And again, I'm glad my teacher stayed with me to teach me that the holy instant is a miniature, he says, of heaven, a picture of what all time can be. And I encourage you, he says, let us join together and make the holy instant all there is. You have no idea how badly Christ needs you to want this. And I read that and I thought, of course that's what he means when he says, as you share my inability to tolerate a lack of love. And it's true. It's really true. We can't. We can't survive. We can't uh, experience everything there is to experience from a perspective of lack of love. But love is so abundant and so plentiful. Um, flows like a like a well of living water and even in this work he refers to that living water your dry and dusty desert you remember that part your dry and dusty desert flowers will spring up all of this is within when you look with me he says when you learn to look within you could see me and all your brothers there. Why are we doing this review? Because this capital self alone knows love. You know, talk about a feast. And that's why I stopped and rested in that sense that love too sets a feast before you. And I thought my heart feels like a table where everyone is set around saying grace. And how do I take that take that into every moment? <laughs> and it's so simple. This idea, this idea that I'm the uh, the person who's seen this rather than the person in whom all this is happening uh, is what the Holy Spirit wants to translate for me. That's what what Holy Spirit wants to translate for me. I'm I am the consciousness in which all this is happening, and my only response. He says, God would like you to respond like He does. Love is our language of communication. It's whatever it needs to be, whenever it needs to be. It. That's it's always there, always like a feast set with plentiful bounty and everyone, all creation has a chair at that table, all within the heart, you know? So my question is, what would love have me see? What would love have me do? And the more I give way to that teacher, the more I realize that the belief glory was a fiction. 
you know, just another character in the play. But the play is all about love, and it's all going on in God's mind. <laughs> and it's a wellspring of plenty every time I let go my interference. What would love have me see? When I step back, he will tell me I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lori, for sharing your perspective on this. Can any everyone hear me? Yeah, now we can. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for the feedback. Hi, this is Yogi Chris. Really enjoyed what Laurie and Moy shared. Um, especially Lemoyne's um, emphasis on the holy instant, on the present moment. Um, I love the lesson to remind her that if God is love, therefore we are love. And and only love, and the key, the key for me is to be in that place of love every moment and just step back and let love lead the way, God's voice. How do you, the key is how do you step back? For me is, bringing my awareness in the moment. Of course, the breath, which is symbolic of spirit, is a, one of the best vehicles to bring myself in the moment um, and withdraw my any identification I might have with the mind and and just be clear because as I bring myself, step back and bring myself in my heart center, which contains both lower level chakras and higher level chakras, and ride the wave of the present moment with the breath, I'm stepping back and saying, here's the present moment. Here's my mind being quiet right now. And that's my role. The rest, he leads my way. Uh, I, I could escape the world by giving up all thoughts 
egoic thoughts. Um, the first two steps is mine. The other is the Holy Spirit. So, easier, of course, easier said than done, but what if it's easier done than said? Um, and walking with God in perfect holiness means mindfulness. Just feeling the the feelings of walking, just mindfulness of walking is such a powerful tool to maintain perfect holiness as taught by many teachings, uh, teachers or examples or demonstrators of the Noble Eightfold Path, Thich Nhat Hanh being the most predominant of them all. Um, of course, it takes consciousness, conscious uh, intention, awareness, um, and not not allowing the mind to wander off into vain imaginings, into um, I had an opportunity to do that this morning when I woke up and I didn't have an internet signal and of course, when I saw that, that brought up certain ways of looking about the situation. But the key for me was that I was aware of that. And I love what, what was said about, you know, the typical day being in prayer, meditation. So I'm coming out of meditation. First, number one, number one thing I do and already I'm prayed up or I'm vibing very nicely because of my extended period of time with God and what I just described. Um, so as soon as I look at my cell phone, no internet service. And I'm in a place where I get a poor signal from my SIMS card and my service through Straight Talk. And so I rely on the internet for even phone calls, which is a good thing to, to grateful for the internet. But what happens for me, what happened within was an interesting opportunity, but I wasn't, I wasn't what happened within. I was already prayed up and witnessing that. So immediately I went into, I, went into my heart. I don't know if I was in my heart already, but just said some loving words that I received and remained in the moment, uh, trying to recall what the loving words were at the time, but it was right in alignment with today's lesson. God is love, therefore so am I. I step back and let him lead the way in that situation. And I move forward and walk with God in perfect holiness and perfect trust in his strength and his and um, gratitude is a wonderful way to uh, be with God. And because God is full of great feelings, grateful. So I know 
that if I let my mind wander and go into the illusions of the ego, I would be full of feelings of anxiety. Um, but yeah, did did uh, did I witness upset? Yeah. Did I witness uh, me expecting to have internet service when I looked at my phone? Yeah. Did I experience concern about the future? About that? Yeah. But I love, as I'm saying this, I wasn't that feeling. I was observing that. And can we maintain that observer self, that higher self, that which witnesses what the form presents, what the body presents? I think my message is is clear enough. I'm complete. Thank you. Very clear and beautiful. Thank you, Chris. Are you on mute, Lemoyne? I am. I didn't recognize I'm just sort of drifting past the point of the call again. Oh, one more thing. Um, as soon as it happened and I did that inner service, the outer service followed. I went outside and got a better signal and called uh, Xfinity Comcast Internet Service. And they said that they already know about the situation. And they're going to resolve it as soon as possible. Well, the soon as possible happened as soon as I left the conversation and noticed that my internet service was working. Um, so the situation only took about half hour to be I to be without internet service. The key is I wasn't without 
Holy Spirit service and God service and the healing of that. That's more important than internet service for me. And I'm able to enjoy this com- this phone call. And of course, I witnessed as soon as I was calling. It was, didn't, don't they sell, send an email to let someone or a text to let that us know? Well, yeah, I can understand why I'm feeling that, but that's resistance, inner resistance to what is. They didn't. So am I going to feed that baby, feed that little little guy? Oh, I forgave that. That's a challenge, by the way. What I'm saying could be challenging. So please forgive me if I make it sound simple. I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you, Chris. That that reminded me of something else that came up for me to try to weave in that I may have missed, which is that uh, this course makes the point um, that, you know, the, the proper use, you know, if, okay, if the, Mind returns to its proper function when it wills to know, which the Course says quite clearly. This is what the mind does when it returns to its proper function, is it wills to know. And um, now I get the I get the point of uh, the Judy raised. Yeah, I mean that's what the ego is doing. It's just got the wrong means and you know things like that. It, but you know, I can have mercy on myself for falling into where the ego goes with all this, seeking atonement and further separation. Because you know, it's at least the attempt to will to know, and so it's misbegotten, misdirected, but, and what is the difference then between, um, the ego and the, uh, Holy Spirit in terms of 
what they're you know what are the what's the means where is discernment properly applied and i think the difference is that the ego is concerned with right and wrong and uh like i i mean i certainly can't i wouldn't fault comcast being one of the most hated corporations in America for not telling everybody we're wrong, it's broken, we're wrong, something's wrong. They don't, they don't need any help in getting people to complain at them. And, uh, um, you know, their energy is best focused on restoring the communication, right? <laughs> Which is service they provide. So, um, you know, the ego would focus on right and wrong, but the Holy Spirit would ask us to focus on truth and illusion and re- and ask us to recognize that the truth, uh, to be really true, is both universally and eternally for all time, all time and place, that the truth is at that level. And... Uh, <clears throat> It I, sort of leads, I believe, inexorably into this thing of communication and how the last sentence of the reading today has the relationship that each particular retains and still has with the whole. The reality of this relationship becomes the only truth that you could ever want. All truth is here. So, and then the ego will... Ego would have me, what was that instruction? To look straight at all the interference and see it exactly as it is. It would have me stay with the particulars and not get that the interference is with the whole picture where that's the only place where truth can actually be seen, be his picture and seen. But, you know, the Holy Spirit would have us look at all the interference and say, that's just all those particulars are interfering with your view of the whole, the whole truth, which is the reality of the relationship that is the truth that, you know, we can't really even see it. I mean, we have no conception of the limits we've placed on our perception. And uh, to let the reality of the greater relationship sink in is what what I think this whole necessary process um, is for uh, and how it sweeps away the interference and uh, helps us understand all truth is here. (laughs) Anyway, I'm complete. And uh, and thank you for listening, and uh, thank everybody for being here today or uh, later if you're listening. And I I want to ask you, Lori, do you have a poetic closing for this call? Boy, I'll tell you what, when I was given something so direct today, I'm just over the moon that you asked. Two things, two ideas come together. 
and they are these. From what is the body, you will identify with what you think will make you safe. Whatever it may be, you will believe that it is one with you. Your safety lies in truth and not in lies. Love is your safety. Fear does not exist. Identify with love and you are safe. Identify with love and you are home. Identify with love and find yourself. And here's an even more ancient expression of the same idea. Paul, after his experience of the atonement, was writing to the Corinthians, and when he did so, he quoted, he quoted the prophet Isaiah. And he says, The person with the Spirit, capital S, makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? The Spirit. It is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Those are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. What two perfect ideas. I'm so grateful. Amen. Thank you, Laurie. Great choice to close with, Laurie. Thank you. <laughs>